previously on Film Code. Code Word with Pink came out between 2011 and 2016. The code word, or the clue, number two is two directors and included Chasing Dreams. Nick's tricky code word leaves the guys stumped. So I went with a movie that actually does have two directors, The Safdie Brothers, mm. which I know that you like Uncut Gems. So that wouldn't be uh, outside the world of uh, possibility for me. This came out in 2014. It's called Heaven Knows What. It also has a lot of pink in the movie title. But I got two directors, Joel and Ethan Cohen, the Cohen brothers. Um, this movie is in 2013, so right in between that uh, time space. I, I, because I didn't watch it, I don't know how pink is involved in it, but it's about a folk singer, so I'm assuming that's where Chasing Dreams comes in. And I went with Inside Lewin Davis, starring Oscar Isaac, uh, Carrie Mulligan. Uh, yeah, I really hope, I'm, I'm definitely gonna watch this eventually, but uh, that's my pick for now, Inside Lewin Davis. Nathan got a little hot on the trail when he said that there were a director featured in the movie. So there is, it is not two directors that actually direct. Oh, thank God, these. Oh. <laughs> get it. Nathan was the closest when he guessed a, uh, a pink cover or a movie cover for that. Um, but the two directors are the actual director, No Bombach, and Ooh. the other director is Greta Gerwig. Greta Gerwig. Oh. In the movie. The synopsis of Francis the inspiring dancer moves to New York. Oh. So the movie is uh, Francis Ha. Starring Greta oh Gerwig. Oh my god, I literally Adam just Driver. fucking watched that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That was tricky. That was that was really that was really tricky how you did the two directors. Oh that was good. That was good. Plus, the guys finally get a chance to dissect a 2020 major release. It's Christopher Nolan's Tenet. and a discussion on the best sequels ever made. All that and more on this episode of Film Code. You are now Film Code. Start program. Awesome co-hosts. Uh, first off, want to welcome back. Uh, we uh, made our mornings a little later today, but welcome back, Nick Spain. Nick, how are you, bro? Pretty good. Happy to be back for another episode. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Um, you can find me on Letterbox at Nick Spain. There's probably a hot take somewhere on there that you'll disagree with. Yeah, yeah, there is. I'll. I'll... I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> also joining us this morning, 
in bright pink. <laughs> What's going on, Nathan? How are you? What's up, Phoenix? Uh, just glad to be back recording another episode. Finally pumped to talk about a big theatrical release. You know, when we when we started this podcast, we had the goal of talking about these big theatrical releases, but the year 2020 happened, so here, I think 15, 16 episodes in, finally able to talk about the big one. So glad to be back. You can find me on Letterboxd at Nathan Pig. Nick and I watch all pretty much the same movies, so... If you follow him, you might as well follow me and vice versa. <laughs> All right. And joining us this morning, we had to wake him up, and we're so happy that he's uh, back to, with us once again. Welcome back, Brandon. Brandon, how are you, man? Hey, good morning, everybody. I'm good. How are you guys? Um, it's good to be back. Thank you for making me an official co-host of The Film Code. I'm really honored to be on here. And um, I'm, just, I'm just glad to t- uh, hop on and talk some movies with you guys. So, yeah, like Nathan said, it's, it feels good to finally talk about a theatrical release again. Yes. So, All right. Yeah. So, yeah, speaking of that major theatrical release, uh, everyone is talking about, of course, Christopher Nolan's Tenet. It finally made its way to theaters after much delays, after dealing with coronavirus at 40% capacity in some places. Uh, I think, what's today? Today's Sunday, so today is the official last day of its opening weekend. So we'll get- For when we're recording. Yeah, for when we're recording. Uh, So we'll get the final gross, I guess, tonight or tomorrow. We'll finally find out how much it actually made domestically. I'm super excited about that. But let's first kick off with how we felt about it. <laughs> uh, Nathan, I'll let you start. <laughs> you seem so excited. <laughs> yes, tell me how you felt about Tenet. Uh, guys, um, I was so hyped for this, actually. I know we talked a couple weeks ago about my hype levels being really low. But once we actually got in the car and you like it hits you like a bus, like I'm actually going to see Tenet, then I was pretty excited. Um, you know, I, I've seen John David Washington since his start on Ballers, and I've Great always job. liked him since then. He's fantastic in Black Klansman, but he just hadn't done anything other than those two things. So I was really excited. Um, obviously, Christopher Nolan usually has great lead actors, whether it's Leo or Matthew McConaughey or Christian Bale. So I was excited for JDW to, to get that chance, and obviously Robert Pattinson making a return to, to blockbusters. So I was excited. Nolan makes some of my favorite movies ever. Um, but I gotta say, this was uh, this was a very very disappointing experience. Not necessarily the movie was dis well the movie was disappointing. The movie was not awful. It wasn't. It wasn't a bad film, but the experience itself was absolutely terrible this is the worst time i've had going to the theater since i can remember because and we're obviously talking spoilers if if you clicked on this episode and you have not seen tenant yet stop listening (laughs) this movie is so unnecessarily confusing it is so over the top confusing for absolutely no reason and it's not even because of the time travel aspect before they even introduce time travel they're like, you, who, who's that? What is this? Where are they going? Who is that? Why would you want to do that in that situation? I don't even know what you're going to do. Oh yeah, and now you can move backwards in time. And there's a situation. 
it is so confusing for absolutely no fucking reason and it just it it kills and not only that i no, I, i'm done well i'm sure we'll talk about the other thing <laughs> so confusing on so many levels for absolutely no reason you take a movie like inception which i think is the most creative movie ever made and you are able to tell it in such a way where the audience doesn't feel like an idiot and they actually understand what's going on on first watch. Of course, we talked a couple weeks ago about how you could watch it seven, eight, nine times and still not understand every little thing, but you can understand the basis to explain it to someone. You, with Tenet, you can't. Not, not that first time, probably not even that second time. It's so uncoherently confusing and they're too ignorant to take the time to explain to you what's going on that I really hate it. it just talking about this movie upsets me. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so excited. Okay, Nick, go ahead, man. what do you think? Well, I want to just, you know, agree with what, what Nathan has said so far, but the characters in this story are so deep, not deep at all. They're so shallow. For your main protagonist to be called the protagonist. The protagonist. <laughs> oh, that just that makes me so upset. Like you really couldn't have like his fucking name's John. John D. Washington. <laughs> his name just couldn't be John or Jim or Bob or fucking Larry. Like you couldn't have come up with a name. Nobody's gonna like call him like, hey, hey John, go uh, go do this for me. No, he has to be like, at least three times, he says, oh yeah, because I'm the protagonist. Yeah, and actually driving back from the theaters, driving back from the theater, we said, we were like, I don't even remember any of the characters' names, and our other buddy, who, who's upstairs, was like, I don't even remember John David Washington's character's name, we were like, yeah, neither do I. And then we were like, afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, the sound mixing, at least for us, and I've heard a lot of consensus about this, is that the sound mixing was so awful. Like they'd be heavy in exposition explaining things and then it would be like muffled by like yep. a mask or a boat or just like the fucking loud music. That was <laughs> one movie I was watching, but Nathan, maybe Nathan, we were watching a movie where they were literally wearing masks and I was like, oh, I can actually fucking understand this. Maybe Tenet could have, should have watched this movie before. I have no Indeed. idea what movie it was. I feel like we watched it pretty recently. It's probably Alien. Yeah, it was Alien, and they oh, could you could hear that. That was in 1979. <laughs> it's perfect. You're telling me that. Uh uh Yeah, and but just just to knock all the the points home, it was literally an hour into this movie that I was like, okay, I understand one aspect of what's going on. It was like. You had you the question that you answered in the movie it was like okay I finally understand this question but now I have four more questions that I have to figure out it was just like a loop of frustration. <laughs> oh God, okay, no. <laughs> uh, Brandon, what about you? How how did you feel about today? Okay, I've seen this movie twice now. Um, I will agree. My first my first viewing. Um, I could not hear anything because my speakers were whack. Like the music was just so loud. It felt like I was at a concert. However, my I, like I really enjoyed it the first viewing of what I could pick up. 
But my second go around, I really enjoyed it because I, well, I saw it in IMAX. So not only were the IMAX expanded aspect shots fantastic, um, I could actually hear what people were saying. Like I actually put this in my review on um, Twitter. Uh, let me pull it up real fast. Um, I said, all right, for me, it's, this film was way better the second time around. For starters, I could actually hear what everyone was saying. Second, IMAX shots were freaking beautiful. Also, there were some things I didn't pick up on the first viewing, and I got some theories I gathered. Overall review, for me, it was an 8 out of 10. So, basically a 4 out of 5. But, um, overall, I really, really enjoyed it because, like, I like those kinds of movies, and I'm fine with John Washington not having a name other than the protagonist. No. Because they basically said it in the beginning of the movie. Um, basically, he he was basically dead to the world. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, so he doesn't need a name, then. Exactly. Neil, I, I can understand Neil having a name because he basically gets recruited later down the road. And I have some theories. Um, okay, so you guys, <coughs> I'm going to pick up on this until my second viewing. Uh, which I think this movie is intended to do. Watch it two times. Um, so, do you remember in the beginning of the movie where there was that one inversion part? There you have that little tiny inversion part and that guy gets hit with the inverted bullet. Mm-hmm. I think that's Neil. Still running back in time. Bro, we're like... <laughs> we, we're like here on the understanding level of like the ground. So like here's the ground and we're... We're standing on the ground, and you're like way underground with these things. <laughs> well, I mean, they don't explain the that inversion part. They don't ever explain the surface that. Surface level understanding. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I okay. So, uh, I, you know what, Brandon, you made a good point. I think, I think, this movie was intended for you to see it two times. Uh, because For I me, feel like a movie should never yeah. set out that goal. That yeah. should never be the goal of a movie. If yeah. it is, if it is okay, you can pick up more things because that's just how elaborate it is. Then fine, because Inception's that way. Right. But if your goal is you have to come out and watch this numerous times to even get an understanding, you fucked up. I mean, well, th- there there are some films that we've I, we may have talked about where it needs two viewings to understand it i mean i don't think i don't i don't think this needs two viewings to understand i think it just needs two viewings because there are things that because it's doing that backwards and forwards thing i think it's it's intended to be like okay you you got to see this one way and then you got to see it another way that's the whole like I don't even want to go see it. Yeah, like I have no, no interest in Exactly. It. If you told me, I'll take you out to a five-course meal wherever you want, and then I'll pay for your ticket for the movie, I'd say no. <laughs> if, if John David Washington said, I'll accompany you to the movie, and we can talk about it before, after, and during, I'd say no. <laughs> like, this is how fucking horrible of an experience this was in the theater. And here's the thing. I can't think of a single movie Yes, I can think of movies, sorry Phoenix, before we get to your take, because I am interested in hearing it. I can't think of a single movie where you watch it and you're like, okay, I literally have no idea what the fuck just happened, (laughs) but I'm sure I'll get it next time. Okay, the movies I can think of that are similar, Memento, okay, sure. When you rewatch it, you're like, oh, okay, I understand it better, 
but at least I understood it the first time. Like I at least understand what's going on. I can at least explain it to someone who doesn't know. But with this, nah, nah, <laughs> complete throwaway. Nolan's just trying to show the world how fucking big his head is. This was just a, a big brain contest. Nah, Phoenix, go ahead. I, I'm eating this. <laughs> Well, okay. I didn't expect this. Um, I, 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 I rather enjoyed it. Okay, like thank you. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. Okay, I, I will say it is, it is maddeningly confusing. It is intentionally, intentionally like just muddled. No doubt about it. But. I think the whole purpose behind this film was it's an experience. It's not necessarily a movie that you're meant to understand as much as you are meant to experience. Uh, so for me, being in the theater with it, watching it, I, I totally see why he wanted this in theaters. It's a big, it's a big brain concept. Yes, you need that big screen. You need that big experience to just take it all in and, and appreciate it. Uh, the, the, it looks gorgeous, no doubt about it. Uh, the sound mixing was an issue, I'm not gonna lie. The sound mixing was an issue. But I think, I think the action and the whole inversion concept alone kept my interest. It That's what made me enjoy this film. Um, that first hour is a slog. I'm not gonna lie. That first hour is rough. It's brutal. Things just happen. They happen really fast. No explanation. Uh, who was the guy that gave him the words in it? We, I don't know. That dude's never explained. Michael Caine is there for no reason. <laughs> like, it's, it's just, it's, it's a lot of Nolan just, you know, throwing a lot of his things at it. But. John David Washington, despite not having a name, I thought was fantastic in the movie. Uh, Robert Pattinson was great. <laughs> I enjoyed this movie. I, I do think it's, I think there are aspects of it that are intentionally annoying and, and purposefully like just grating uh, for the audience. I feel like if you wanted to understand this linear, linearly, I'm, I hope I'm saying that correct. Uh, you're probably at a loss, but I don't know, man. I dug it. I dug it. <laughs> I thought it was fun. See, um, for me, Michael Caine had a point in there for making me want to eat steak again. <laughs> he was just sitting there. God, you have a natural interest. I'm like, he's like, it's like his mouth was full of like steak and fries. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> Like, yeah, like, it's, I get it. I totally get it if you, like, just didn't care for it. Like, I'm not going to lie. That first hour, dude, like, about an hour and 15 minutes in, I started dozing off. I'm not even going to lie. I was like, I was like, what is this? Get to the point. But, like, right when it was doing that, that's when it kicked up and the action happened and there was more story and all of that. I felt like they could have, they, this movie did not need to be two and a, two and a half hours long. If this was an hour and a half of just that action, that high impact stuff, I would have I would have dug it. But yeah, it's a bit overlong. 
but I still, I, I had fun with it. Yeah, I want to touch on something you said too. Like, John David Washington, great actor, great, great young actor on the rise. Excited to see his career develop. Robert Pattinson is a fantastic actor as well. Not a lot of people have seen his work, which I, myself included, because he's doing, he's done a lot of independent films recently. But both fantastic actors. Um, not in this film, no. I mean, there's, there's, they were not asked to do anything special. What, what, what were they asked to do special here? Walk backwards? I'm sure, I'm sure everyone can figure that out after a week on set. Um, no, like I said, don't, no disrespect to JDW, no disrespect to Robert Pattinson. Those are two talents. And I'm excited to see what they do next. I'm excited to see the Batman. I'm excited to see whatever JDW does next. But uh, no, I, I, if they get nominated, I'm going to be pissed. If they, if I hear more people say they did a fantastic job and wow, one of the best performances of 2020, I'm going to be pissed. Like, there's, there's Hey, been- hey, Nathan, they did an amazing job. One of the best performances of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I I disagree. I think John David Washington was really great. Like, I wouldn't say best performance of, of 2020, but I think he was a standout in this movie, I think. I think he he was he was a great protagonist. I think the only <laughs> the only person you could talk about being a standout and it's like near the bottom of the totem pole of st- of what's considered a standout is Kenneth Branagh. I think he did a good job as the villain, was menacing, could get scary when he needed to get scary. Um, and Kenneth Branagh's got a, a wide diversity of what he's done in uh, cinema. So I actually didn't even know that was him, to be honest, because he put on like 50 pounds. But um, he was trying to mask himself after uh, that awful direction from Martin Spell. Yeah, <laughs> because the rest of them, they weren't bad, but they weren't special. You could throw us out there and they'd have no fucking idea. <laughs> I disagree. I, I don't know. I, I felt John David Washington was... I, I felt like he was as good as he's been in anything else. Uh, okay, nah, I'll take that back. He, he was definitely better in Black Klansman, yes. But he, he was good in this. I enjoyed him in this. Again, with Robert Pattinson, I, I love just about everything Pattinson's done so far. Um, but yeah, you, I, I agree about, about Kenneth Branagh. He was a standout as well, uh, but his his motivations were weird weird to me. I didn't really understand that. But uh, Brandon, you saw this twice, so it twice, yeah. Like, like maybe it came off better for you. You what? Did did the performances come off better for you the second time? I wouldn't say better, <laughs> but like the story definitely did. Like, I, I can't say really say the performances because they were both, I mean, it was amazing both times. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> I do, they don't. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is my thing, right? Is that that hour was so like, yeah, that you literally had no time to like settle down and be like, okay, this piece connects here this comes here like that is over there okay i'm starting to like piece together what's going on like there was no time for you to like catch your breath catch up to the story because it was just so like it was like walking down a hallway and someone like pushing you the whole way down without like and you have like both hands on your wall the wall and you're still getting pushed and pushed like that that's how it was and then as soon as like 
What is that analogy? <laughs> it's a good analogy. <laughs> puzzle in the dark. There you go. That's a good one. Like doing you know, a puzzle in the dark. You're like, here's the pieces. Uh, we're doing like an all like. You don't get to know where things go, or you don't get to see the ending resolve. You just here you go. Here's the pieces. Put them together. Yeah. So in the dark. In the dark. The the first hour, I was just all that, and then the by time like the first thing that I like actually understood was that like they could go back inverted and like all that, and that he was fighting his former self, and like all that. Part of it had to do with um, I saw a review on Letterboxd the first like day that it came out, and somebody had said that it was a more confusing Prisoners of Azkaban, and I was like, okay, maybe that'll like help me figure it out. I'll I'll like you know put that to my back of the brain. So that that's why I kind of like got onto like oh they're fighting each other like they're gonna you know have all that but like other than that it was total crapshoot for for what what made sense like the whole uh he recruited himself and that they're living <laughs> on different timelines like all that's just bullshit yeah not at e- this point not even that the fuck was going on at the end where they're like in the desert trying to fight shit and blow shit up and no don't touch it but defend it all that just way over my head because they never watch explain it rewatch <laughs> i should not have to rewatch it to understand the basic surface level plot i shouldn't have to also too, also too is that you know and this can be this is totally not included in the movie um this is a christopher nolan point but christopher nolan was my favorite director coming in to oh, bye Brandon. Um, <laughs> Christopher Nolan was my favorite director coming in to um, this like August period you know love Inception love the Dark Knight um, but his last two movies and Dunkirk and Tenet they have just been total misses for me um, you know Dunkirk and even Tenet too is that you know his scale is like getting a little bit too big for him like i think he's just reaching at things that don't need to be reached at i think he needs to go back to the you know where he was in in his prime with you know the prestige and the dark knight and inception he did those three movies back to back to back and you know he needs to get back into that he's just getting his 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 platform's just getting way way too big with that um you know dunkirk was more like look at the look at the art of the movie who cares about the plot this is like look at the time travel don't look at the plot yeah it's it's to the point where i think if nolan was in this living room with us right now and explaining to us exactly what was going on and he had a whiteboard and was drawing it out or we were watching it with him and he was like so what i meant to do here was (laughs) at this point like i would still be like but why the fuck you make it so confusing I don't like yeah. there's literally no reason I I don't care what you were going for I don't care I don't care how ingenious of an idea this is I don't care you made it too fucking confusing for even people who love movies and go to movies understand look Nick and I are not simple people like we're not simpletons we understand basic plot or not even basic plots we understand complex plots we understand character motivations we understand these things but 
really, really. I mean, my favorite YouTuber, Sean Chandler, says the exact same thing. And he literally watches movies for a living. That's what he gets paid to do. And if he thinks it's too confusing, it's too fucking confusing. <laughs> so overall, this this movie just put a bad taste in my mouth for Nolan. You know, Bill, if, if Dune is, is is fantastic, Denis just just might take the <laughs> for for favorite director. But uh, looks like we can all agree on the Dune teaser being freaking amazing. Oh, we man. didn't see it. We don't watch trailers. Oh, we didn't yeah. see it. Dude. They, didn't, they didn't play any previews before Tenet. Oh yeah. man, dude, the Dune teaser trailer. What, what was that? Holy shit, dude! Wow. Just just <laughs> showing all the cast members. It's just like. Yeah, I know that, they they released still cool. images the other day from from Dune, and when Timothy Chalamet is in that like dark room, looking at uh, looking at the woman like a draped veil, like this picture. Yeah, that that's that's. Yeah. But I've never read the book, never seen the original. I'm not watching any of the trailers. I'm going in 100% blind because that's that's. That's the best way to, to go into it. Yeah, I feel like I could have read the script for Tenet and then gone in and see it and still be ridiculously confused. <laughs> so, okay. So, going back to Tenet, Phoenix, why don't you talk about some things you like? Okay, yeah, so, okay. You guys, I feel like you guys have properly, properly shit on this movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> like, like I'm yeah. back and just watching you guys. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I appreciate your your enthusiasm on shitting on this movie. I do. Um, I just happen to disagree with everything. <laughs> oh, so so you can explain everything that happened to us perfectly fine, right? No, 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 no. Oh, Make oh, no oh, mistake. Oh, oh, oh. Make no mistake. I'm not. I don't believe that this movie is easily explainable. It's not easily digestible. But at the same time, right? I, I think about. I think about what you mentioned Nolan's earlier work, right? I like this way more than I like the prestige. Uh, like yes. way more. Way yes. more. I haven't seen Dunkirk. I'll 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 let you know once I see that. You are um, a documented hater <laughs> on the prestige. No, Sorry, okay. that, that movie sucks. Anyway, but uh yeah, I, I had a lot more fun with this movie. And that's just it. Like I don't really understand it i don't really get it i understand that it was purposefully muddled that's not really where my focus is my focus is on the experience and the experience of this movie was a very enjoyable one. uh i just I, I i like i said i got a lot out of the performances definitely from the main two um i enjoyed the action aspect of it I thought it was extremely creative. It looked great. I just had fun with it. That first hour, I'm not gonna lie, is a rough go. It is a rough go. But I don't know. I came out of this more, more, I guess, satisfied than I did New Mutants, definitely. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Then I did a lot of stuff that I saw earlier this year, you know, definitely came out of it more like than I did with Birds of Prey, than I did with, you know, a, a lot of a lot of stuff. So for me, I, I thought it was solid. I, I would watch it again, 100%. Brandon? <laughs> um, I really enjoyed the, um, 
like I said, the action sequences. I loved the performances. Uh, I really, really liked that plane crash scene. Yeah, that was cool. Especially since it was practical. Yeah. Um, dude, like how everything matches up though between um, uh, the protagonist having to fight himself without him knowing. That scene was awesome. Yeah. Like, because they had to film that, and they actually had to film that in reverse. Like they had the fight sequences. They had actually had to act like they were going in reverse. It was awesome. I, I think that 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 you could uh, let me try that again. You can <laughs> you could see the a level of detail that went into trying to do this fight sequence, both forwards and backwards, and then having to relearn each step. It was it was nice. I I, I dug it. That 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 scene that you brought up, I think, was probably also my favorite scene in the movie. It just, it, it made sense. It brought things back to a central point. Uh, yeah, and I get what you guys are saying. Like, like it's sort of like a scattered puzzle piece in the dark. Uh, but, you know, those parts that you can piece together, you know what I'm saying? If you're doing a puzzle in the dark and then you turn on the lights and maybe you got, I don't know, a corner all the way together, you're like, oh, snap, at least did that. Like, it, that's impressive regardless so to me that so, that so just to clarify you are saying that if you understand even a little bit of the giant picture you should be patted on the back and reward yourself because this movie is so confusing that if you even understand the smallest part you should feel good about yourself that's not exactly what i'm saying no uh what i'm <laughs> no I'm talking as the filmmaker, you know what I'm saying? If you're a filmmaker, you're putting together a puzzle in the dark and you get at least one section or two sections, you know, all the way together. You gotta be, you, you gotta be impressed with that. Uh, but yeah, as, as a movie, look, look, I've seen this movie jump from half a star all the way to four and a half stars. I think both are ridiculous. <laughs> I don't, I don't think it's it's that bad. I don't think it's that good either, but I think it was enjoyable. I think the experience of it was a good one. I would watch it again. Maybe if I watched it again and I have like a worse experience with it, I don't know. I, I, it would probably lessen it in my eyes, but I dug it as messy as it was, as much exposition as there was, that first hour is literally just exposition. <laughs> That's all it is. And it's not even like, like thorough. It's very like, like get to the point. But uh, I dug it and I think, I think I would like it again too if I watched it again. So for me, it's a solid three and a half stars. Uh, I think, yeah. I, w I would definitely get a kick out of seeing Tenet again. Yeah, I agree with you there, Phoenix. Um, except I would give it out a four, uh, four out of five. Um, I personally really actually enjoyed this film, definitely on the second time around. And just, I, I think I mentioned this earlier, just the, the cast, the, the characters themselves, and just how things went, especially during the second time around, like when you know how things go. It's just like, because like when you see the first inversion scene of of them having to fight each other, and you see you see 
uh, the protagonist, like you don't see, you just think two people are coming out of that thing and fighting. But it's just John John Washington going into one and John Washington coming out of the other. And it makes sense because Rob Pattinson's like, oh shit, it's you, I'm toss you back your helmet, go. It makes sense because like, because he kind of knows how everything goes later in the future because yeah. he was recruited years down the road. Yeah. So it just makes complete sense to me. Nathan, I know you don't want to hear this, but please go see this a second time. <laughs> but yeah, overall consensus is a four out of five. I just really enjoyed this film. <clears throat> well, Nathan, sorry. Nick, what about you? Surprise, surprise, Nathan and I agreed on this. Um, I'm giving it three stars. I'm pretty sure that's what Nathan gave it to. Um, I think everything from a filmmaking perspective, other than the sound mixing, was great. You know, the action scenes, the, you know, CGI. The CGI, or lack thereof, all the practical effects. No one loves his practical effects. You know, all that's great. But when you can't sit down and you leave the theater like frustrated and you know, your head hurts from trying to figure out a two and a half hour long movie, it's just, it can't, it can't get above three and a half stars. If it looked like an average film, it could, could even drop lower. But I think we can all agree. I think we can all agree that. Whoa! What is that echo? Okay. I think we can all agree that Ludwig Göransson is a freaking fantastic composer, mm-hmm. and his and his score literally helped this film. Yeah, I didn't even know he he was actually the composer on this film until I saw him in the credits. I was like, oh wow, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Ludwig Göransson. That's <laughs> Ludwig. Okay. Yeah, Ludwig Gordington. Yeah. Academy so Award winning composer. <laughs> I'm gonna hit the same beats as Nick. Um, I'm gonna try to not get really frustrated when I say this, but yeah, I mean, I'm right there with Nick from a technical standpoint. Outside of the sound mixing, everything was fine. The score was wonderful. The camera work was great, but at the end of the day, like most people do not love movies as much as we do. Most people do not love movies as much as you are listening to this. Um, most people are general audiences and they're, you're asking a lot, like way, way, way too much for anyone to sit there and understand this movie because it's if you're trying to demand the audience's attention, that's great. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that and challenge them to pay attention. There's nothing wrong with that. But when I would say 95% of your audience leaves the theater and they don't understand what the fuck just happened on the surface level, not on a deeper meaning, not what happened in that one scene, they can't even tell you what they just saw. It's so unnecessarily confusing and I think you miss the boat all the way when your audience doesn't even understand what they saw. To me, that does not mean you have a, a huge imagination or you're so creative or the big stakes to me that just screams i'm out of control i need some restraint so for me it's a b that's three stars overall that's not a horrible score but for nolan it is uh this is a bottom three nolan for me out of his 11 and just very frustrating like i said i've never been this frustrated over a movie uh maybe ever <laughs> Uh, it is uh, currently sits at 3.7 on Letterboxd. Uh, so fairly, 
fairly high score. I think that's about where it belongs. Um, I don't know. I dug it. I, I still dug it. I get, I get the frustration that everyone has with it. But for me, Tenet was an enjoyable enough film, worthy of a rewatch. Uh, I think Nathan makes a good point about the general audience. Um, if you're not, you know, I would say a student of film, or you're not, you know, very depth with uh, your film watching, it can be a bit of an annoying experience. But I had fun with it. Brandon obviously had fun with it. Uh, that, that's that's going <laughs> to be the consensus. Uh, check it out. See, see Tenet twice in theaters. Give it a go. It's worth your time. I, I believe so. All right. So we got to move on to what's good, guys. What's good, what's good, what's good. Why don't you kick us off this week? What do you have that's good for us? What do you um, recommend? Am I able to recommend a show? Okay, nope. The Boys. Ah. <laughs> two just hit Amazon Prime this week. The first three episodes are released this weekly. Um, this show is just fantastic. If you just think about the Justice League and how they are behind the scenes, that's literally how the show is. And it's so freaking fantastic and fun. It's just like there's so many great moments in this show. You just be like, did that really just freaking happen? Like, uh, it's just such a great show, and it's worth a watch. So, if you have the chance, check out The Boys on Amazon Prime. Uh, so, but yeah, The Boys. Nice. I I forgot. I actually forgot that it uh, <laughs> that the new season had dropped. So I'm gonna have to check that out. Uh, Nick, what do you got? Uh, my boy Jensen Ackles from Supernatural is gonna be in season three. So. Still won't watch it, but that's so pretty cool. Um, so I've watched some shit this week. Um, <laughs> just just looking at this week's diary, um, usually I like to, you know, recommend something low-key, something that not a lot of people heard about. So not Joker. So not Joker. Um, <laughs> watched Alien this week. It was good, not great, um, but, you know, everybody's heard of that. Phantom Menace is okay. Sometimes rarely, never rarely, sometimes always. That was some, that was some ass. Um, you know, starting Damien Chazelle, Guy Manuel on a park bench was not that great, but obviously watched Whiplash and La La Land, and those are both five-star movies. So I'll do a little bit of different this week. Um, you know, probably a bunch of people have seen this movie, but I don't think it gets the love it deserves. The Grand Budapest Hotel by Wes Anderson. Been loving on this movie um, this last week. Uh, Nathan and I are... Like, you know those movies that you think about so much where you just want to rewatch it? Nathan and I are probably going to rewatch it this week, and we watched it last week. So, <laughs> of enough good things about this movie. So, Grand Budapest Hotel. That is on my watch list. I will eventually get to that. I think um, we literally watched it like a week ago. Like, when we were recording last episode, we hadn't even watched it yet. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> All right. Nathan, what do you got? Yeah, I'm going to go with something as well because Nick and I obviously watch a lot of the same stuff, so don't really have anything good this week. Um, so I'm going to throw it back to something I watched in quarantine, and that's The Lobster starring Colin Farrell. I loved everything about this movie. Um, 
This is a tough watch for sure. Uh, directed by Yorgos Lanithimos, or however you say his name, which I'm <laughs> probably not pronouncing correctly. But um, man, he is he's a tough actor to watch. It, no matter what film you put on, this is the stuff he puts on screen. It's very dehumanizing. If you can um, bear yourself from those mm -hmm. aspects, the story this tells and deeper meaning, this is one of those movies that you should look up a video afterwards for all the deeper meanings and hidden messaging because on the surface level, it's just a good movie, not a great movie. When you figure out what XYZ means and what something else means, it's just, it blows your mind. So I, I really loved The Lobster when I watched it. It was on Netflix. I'm not sure if it still is, but um, yeah, Colin Farrell's wonderful as well. So that's, uh, that's my pick. Sweet. That, too, is on my watch list. Um, I believe it is still on Netflix for now. Um, so, uh, like these guys, I didn't watch much great this week. I did actually get around to seeing Wally, which I was super excited for. I love that movie. Uh, but what I'm going to recommend is a documentary. This has got to be like the third or fourth documentary I've recommended. Uh, <laughs> but uh, this is a documentary that I saw uh last year early last year um i was really hoping that it would be uh considered an uh for an academy award for the oscars they definitely could have replaced honeyland with this um and that is a documentary called hail satan it is by penny lane uh it is an in-depth look at the satanic church in Oh, God, I can't remember what state. But, uh, yeah. Uh, and it basically, did, you know, breaks down the entire satanic panic of the 80s and 90s and looks at where the church is today and what they actually believe. And I think it's just a very eye-opening documentary about looking at people from different religious backgrounds. Uh, and I dug it. And, and I, I, I love different things like that. So, for me, it's Hail Satan. Grand Budapest Hotel, The Lobster, and The Boys Season 2. That's what's good from us here at Film Code. What's good, what's good, what's good. And I guess now we get to our discussion. All right, so we are talking movie sequels. Uh, we had a we had a lot of questions about movie sequels that we wanted to do, but the main thing, the main question that we wanted to answer was which sequels we felt were better than the originals. Uh, Nathan, why don't you start us off? What do you think? What's the what's the ones that come to your mind first off? Yeah, so we're not gonna rank them or anything like that. We're just gonna throw out movies that we think the sequel is better than the original and that's pretty much about it um glad you want to start with me because i gotta kick it off with probably the most obvious one at least in my mind and that's the dark knight is better than batman begins um i think phoenix is not going to agree but a lot of people with common sense agree um, <laughs> that the dark knight is one of the greatest films ever made and is certainly better when you talk about a storytelling perspective, when you talk about 
all the themes inside of it, great performances from, from virtually the whole cast. Um, the Dark Knight is my favorite movie ever, and I think it's, it's easily better than Batman Begins. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> No one, uh, no one else wants to talk about that movie. Uh, no, I was gonna say, you know, I did. I started my uh, Dark Knight trilogy rewatch, and uh, you know, finally seeing Batman Begins. You skipped over the Dark Knight. I skipped over the Dark Knight because I'd already seen it. Uh, Dark Knight Rises is the absolute pits. It's uh, <laughs> it's a stain on the entire about, trilogy. Yeah, you're right. You're Stick right. Stick on subject. You're right. You're right. The Dark Knight features one of the greatest performances of all time from Heath Ledger. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. We, we can have this discussion about Phoenix now. Uh, Brandon, what do you think? <laughs> okay, The Dark Knight is just one of the... I, I will say it's on my top 10 of like all time. So yeah, 100%. It's, it's a much better sequel. Um, it's a much better movie than Batman Begins. And I absolutely love The Dark Knight. Um, I actually just saw it in theaters a few months ago, two months ago. And I, that was the first time I fully understood the film, and mm. I, I'm, I'm just so glad I watched it in theaters. It's, that's my second time seeing it in theaters, but it's just when I was a little kid, I'm like, oh, cool, Batman beating up another guy. <laughs> so yeah, this just a fantastic film. Um, I will agree that it's one of the best sequels. So yeah, definitely. Phoenix, you want to go with some idiotic take? I'm not I'm not I'm not that crazy. Uh, you know saying, like cars two is better than cars. Hey, car, cars two cars is two. No, <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh no. Uh I, I wanna list a few ones that are obvious. I won't list. I'll name one that I think is pretty obvious, uh pretty well known as as probably one of the better sequels of all time and that's gonna be terminator 2 what Judgment i thought you were Day. about to say empire strikes back oh no sorry sorry i i, I like new hope better uh but those only two i've seen so yeah oh like but i like new hope better but uh no. <laughs> um new hope is so boring like the first hours there's nothing going on in the first hour uh, yeah. i don't know i dug i dug it are we surprised? Are we surprised? I, I know, right? You really shouldn't be. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, I was going with Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Uh, I recently saw the first Terminator, I think, this, this either this year or last year. Uh, so I had only been watching Terminator 2 this entire time, and I didn't realize that it wasn't the first one. Um, Wait, but, what? It's called Terminator 2, and you didn't know there was a first one? I All I knew was that it was called Terminator Judgment Day. I didn't realize that. I thought I had, I thought, never mind. Anyway, oh, <laughs> anyway, I never seen the first Terminator until recently. But Terminator 2 Judgment Day, I think, is one of the greatest sequels ever made. Uh, it's just, it's a fantastic movie. Who would have thought, you know, saying Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, is is in one of the best movies ever made. But, yeah, for me, Terminator 2, dug it, love it. I still think it's one of the best movies ever made. I will say a few more sequels I, I completely forgot. Spider-Man 2, Empire Strikes Back, Toy Story 2, and Captain America the Winter Soldier. Why are you just, like, stealing the discussion? <laughs> Sorry. I, I just, I, I just slipped my mind. I'm like, oh. About. Yeah, 
I'll, we can talk about him in the. <laughs> Brandon just hijacks the discussion. He's like, I'm taking over now. What? Look at me. I am the captain. Hang with Phoenix. You, you couldn't hang with Phoenix <laughs> I mean, you just stole the show, so I'll talk about Spider Man 2. We got a poster of it right there. Um, Spider Man trilogy is wonderful. I think the first Spider Man movie by Raimi is good. It's not great. I think there's a lot of kind of awkwardness for when it was made. And I obviously can appreciate it trailblazing the way for superhero films. But uh, at the end of the day, Spider-Man 2 is just more elite in every single way. So um, you get a great performance from Doc Ock. And uh, just from a storytelling perspective, it's it's just much better film. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think along with Emperor, Empire Strikes Back, uh, Terminator 2, Dark Knight, I think Spider-Man 2, I think is up there as well as like probably one of the most high, high regarded sequels. Definitely. Well, why don't you talk about Empire Strikes Back, Brandon? Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that to you guys. I, I thought we were just choosing movies in the movie. <laughs> My bad. All right. All right. So, um, yeah, Empire Strikes Back is just, um, it's my third favorite film of all time actually it's um director Irvin Kirshner um sequel to uh Star Wars um came out in 1980 and it's just one of my favorite movies of all time it's just you have you have the setup of the story in New Hope and then you just take that and just deepen every single character in Empire you just have you have Yoda teaching Luke how to use the force deepening his character and understanding of the force, you have Han wanting to try and get away, kind of move away from the rebellion, but at the same time having to be stuck with the rebellion, trying to go pay off Jabba. He he learns to become kind of like a more selfless of a person because he's having to carry the life of Chewbacca, Leia, and C-3PO all in one for the entire movie. Then he basically sacrifices himself to go into Carbonite involuntarily, but there's that. Um, he realizes. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wait, have you not like seen Empire Strikes years. Back? No, no, I'm a joke. A joke. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like Forty years okay. old. If you haven't seen it by now, then then you're. You yeah, yeah. Like I don't know. I don't understand what people are doing without seeing this movie. Um, but yeah. Um, you just have that. You have um, Lando getting introduced. One of the coolest characters in Star Wars. Um, you have Boba Fett being introduced. You have Darth Vader, who is just on, like, on, I want to say a rampage, but he's just, like, relentless to get what he wants. And, like, he'll screw people over. He's like, yeah, I'm going to alter the deal. Pray and I'll alter it any further. I'm going to screw <laughs> you guys over. But um, I guess we can say, like, the biggest spoiler of, like, all time is I am your father. That just takes the movie and just, like, brings it to here like wait what did he just say it, there, there's no way this is true right but overall like it, it, they it, the movie ends without any like without them winning the empire kind of wins because they have han it's just a fantastic film um in my opinion so yeah well i'll touch on a uh a movie franchise um some movie franchises that the um uh, you know Second film is better, or not the second, but like a later on film. Uh, the Fast and Furious, uh, while the first Fast and Furious is amazing and 
Um, I like it a lot better than the sequel. Um, Fast Five is definitely a better made movie um, with all the action scenes and everything. Um, Harry Potter, there's like a bunch of Harry Potter movies that are better than the original one. Um, you know, Prisoner of Azkaban. Um, what's the last one called? Deathly Hallows. Um, and, you know, Bray mentioned Toy Story 2 earlier. That's Nathan's bread and butter. Yeah, well, I, I thought that we, in my, in my opinion, a sequel is just the literal preceding movie, not necessarily like whole franchise, but I know that's up for debate. Um, but yeah, Toy Story 2, I think is the best Toy Story movie. I know Brandon touched on it earlier. Um, I just think it improves everything that the first one does from a character relationship standpoint, in the introduction of, of Jesse and some other uh, great characters. I think it's a funnier movie than the first one. And uh, definitely a nostalgic choice for me, but at the end of the day, uh, I, st I still think this one's just so much better. Um, okay. Totally. Uh, I, I, I agree that Toy Story 2 is, is better than Toy Story 1. Uh -huh. I, don't, I don't know, it's not the best Toy Story in the franchise, but no, it's, it's, the best. It's, it's better than Toy Story 1, yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm shocked no one has mentioned this. Uh, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, <laughs> I think, without a doubt. Next. Without so a doubt. <laughs> Home Alone 2, are you kidding me? It, you, guys need, you guys need to step your game up, okay? This Macaulay Coughlin life is real. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, iconic movie, features our current president. Y'all didn't know this? This is crazy. Uh, I'm a yeah. hold to the right. Yeah. <laughs> Got a whole line in the whole movie. Um, yeah. He gets into a, a, a stretch limo with a large cheese pizza. That is the height of luxury. It's fantastic. It's the height of cinema. <laughs> right. It's the height of cinema. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like everything about that movie is iconic. Uh, like even even the gags that they do on on uh, oh god I forgot the guys' names the, the 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 wet bandits or whatever the gags they do on them in in this movie are even they're not as brutal as the first but they are like ten times as funnier. So uh, yeah, Home Alone two Lost in New York way better sequel, I think. Uh, another one I will mention I think. Deserves a little bit more love and credit, and that is Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. That yeah. is a, yeah, that is a fantastic movie. I think the best out of that entire trilogy, even this, even though, like, the final fight scene in Return of the King is amazing, but, like, there's just the, the overarching story of The Two Towers, I think, is, is sensational. I still need to see Lord of the Rings. Same. Oh. I'm so glad I'm not alone. <laughs> well, I'll touch on another one. Um, I think Batman v Superman is not a great film overall, uh, but it's definitely better than the original Man of Steel. I think Man of Steel is just a CGI-infested thrown at the screen, which I'm not surprised because 300 is the exact same way. Zack Snyder just can't keep no. his, his privates in his no. when it comes to just no. throwing shit at the screen. Not, a, not even a little so, bit. No. Uh, Man of Steel <laughs> is just a complete no. CGI fest, <laughs> noise-induced, mm -mm. no plot at all. Mm -mm. Uh, EVS actually is a... Mm -mm. 
plot. And while there are some problems, it's it's not a, a, a great film by any means. It's absolutely better than just the crap Man of Steel is. That, I also like to lot. touch on uh, Knives Out 2 is absolutely better than Knives Out. <laughs> No, I know we don't have a script for it. I know we know nothing about it, but I know that Knives Out 2 will be better than Knives Out. Um, Knives Out, I think, is just a film that is so self-indulged with no story. Um, they take you on a trip, and then they pull the rug out from under you too many times. I love Ryan Johnson, but uh, Knives Out was not it. Knives Out 2, yet to come out, but uh, it's already... <laughs> you already know Kelly Marie Tran's going to get cast, so that's that's an instant win. That's true. Well, uh, uh, I already know that uh, Tenant 2... It's going to be a lot better than the original Tenet. Um, it'll probably never be made, which is why it, 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 it is there. <laughs> Because it'll never be made. Well, while we're on the uh, while we're on the trend of pissing people off, I might as well just keep going. Um, the Last Jedi is better than The Force Awakens. And I think that, uh, you know, you either love The Last Jedi or you hate it. And I absolutely love it. The most yeah. ambitious Star Wars movie, the best uh, of the sequel trilogy, top three for sure. If they didn't have that shit with Rose, it'd be a five-star movie. Um, the Last Jedi, gorgeous. Second best uh, ending to Star Wars of, of all the movies. And uh, yeah, I love old Luke, Kylo Ren. The Last Jedi is cinema. If you think <laughs> otherwise, you're crazy. Dude, freaking broom kid at the end is just great. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I, I, I famously have not seen any Star Wars past the first two, so I'll have to take your word for it, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow, I feel like we ran through a lot of the, the most uh, noticeable, noted ones. Uh, what about, are there any sleeper? Uh, well, no one said anything about Winter Soldier, Brandon mentioned it, but we didn't talk about it. Mm. Yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely the Winter Soldier. Um, I just absolutely love this film. <clears throat> like, I just love the espionage aspect of it. Um, I love the fact that they made us think that Nick Fury was dead for like an hour and a half. Mm. <laughs> and then um, just overall, the film was fantastic. You have, you have Cap, Steve Rogers, who, who's trying to find his way in life after coming out of the ice and fighting the Battle of New York. And he's just thrown right back into the action of having to realize that the person he's fighting is his former best, well, not former, is his, his best friend Bucky from the 40s. It's just, you, you take that character and bring him up to here because like, wait, wait, Bucky? How is he back? And then it explains it. And then it's just, it's just great. It's just a beautiful film. I love it. I love how they basically have to destroy Shield to destroy Hydra, and it. I love how it affects the show Agents of Shield. <laughs> but yeah, I I just absolutely love Captain America: and The Winter Soldier. Um, it's one of my favorite sequels of, of uh, this gen this generation. So. Uh, would have I would have to agree with you on that. Uh, Winter Soldier, I think, was at the top of my list of the best MCU movies for like ever like, like forever until literally like until infinity war like yeah it was cat winter soldier so i think yeah that's definitely especially out of the mcu uh is definitely the best sequel because every other sequel that they've had so far has not been nearly as good or up to par with with winter soldier 
Well, usually in Hollywood, it's kind of the consensus that long overdue sequels do not do as well as the originals. One that it does do is that Blade Runner 2049 is better than the original Blade Runner. I don't know Ooh. if anybody has seen, I know Nathan has seen both, but the, the night and day difference between these two films is crazy. Blade Runner is just so boring and it looks so dated. It looks like it was made in the 30s. <laughs> 2049 is just beautiful and you know in every single way and called one of the most beautiful films of this decade. So just putting that out there. It's also very boring, but it's better. I'm gonna rewatch it to see. Nathan doesn't want to rewatch it. Really? Well, so, I, talk about boring. I'm I'm not gonna lie, like that first uh that first Blade Runner is a bit like I'm not a big sci-fi guy, so like yeah, so like if your sci-fi is slow, it's it's gonna it, I'm not gonna be able to to get all the way there with you. But uh Blade Runner twenty forty nine does look nicer. Uh, but I don't know. I'm still not I'm still not at, at at the point where I'm even interested in that franchise. So yeah, uh, that that's just me. Um, wow, I'm looking here and I'm like, wow, I feel like we got, did we get them all or is, are we missing something here? We didn't talk about The Godfather too, but Nick and I haven't seen it. Ah, obviously, yes. I think, I think that one's definitely the, among the more highly rated uh, sequels but uh yeah we are naked in that regard as not many of us have seen that film uh i i'm trying to figure out which is the direct sequel here uh is it you is it you it is you pirates of the caribbean the curse of the black pearl is 100 percent a kick-ass movie but it's, it's not a sequel no it's sequel is is that is that dead, a sequel or is that dead man's chest dead, dead man's chest is a yes. sequel dead man's chest thank finally, you finally a take phoenix has that's good yes <laughs> let's go. there we go yes dead man's chest fantastic i mean the pirates the first three pirates movies are sensational like all three are actually really good but dead man's chest kicks so much ass it's Dude. such a great film Absolutely. Davy Jones is just such right. a villain in that movie. And I just love it. The way it ends, too. Spoilers. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> has has Nick not seen it? No, Nick hasn't seen it. Oh, man. Oh, man. No spoiler away. No, no. Of all time. Dude, if you want to be sitting there with a smile on your face, you don't want to hear spoilers. One yeah. of the best cliffhangers of all time. Yes, yes. <laughs> that movie is awesome that movie is so, ridiculous i'm awesome. glad you finally have a good take <laughs> well i'm about to just throw all caution to the wind then because uh you know what i have to say definitely is i think is so much better than the original that is frozen 2 yes <laughs> frozen 2 100 better than the original loved it absolutely loved it one of the best animated movies of 2019. Well, speaking of animated movies, I think Shrek 2 is better than Shrek. Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> Puss in Boots introduced. 
I think the story is just so much better. You kind of avoid all the setup with Fiona and Donkey and all that, which is still fun, but not as fun. So I think Shrek 2 is, is always been better than Shrek, even though both are, are a great time. Dude, Shrek, Shrek turning human for like a good hour was just the best. <laughs> that, yeah, I agree on that one. Um, I feel like there are a lot more sequels that we could talk about, but I feel like we, I, I know definitely as I'm going through my um, list of movies that I haven't seen yet, uh, there are some sequels that I don't know. I don't, maybe you guys have seen them uh, and you can tell me. Uh, let's see here. Have you seen Aliens? I have no, not. No, but we saw Alien. You saw Alien. Funny okay. story. We were going to watch Aliens, uh, but we, it was like nine o'clock at night. Yeah. And Nick loaded it up and he's like, oh my God, this is two and a half hours long. <laughs> and it was nine at night. We have both lately been going to bed early. So we were like, yeah, nah, not do that now. Alright. Uh, tomorrow. So let's see. Let's look at let's look at some horror. What about I know that uh I know that Paddington too is is pretty well regarded, yeah. which is <laughs> is odd having not seen it. I, I don't know really why people keep giving it five stars, but I haven't seen it, so we'll see. Yeah, I haven't I, seen that either. Uh, I will say um Halloween twenty eighteen is a good sequel to the first Halloween. But that's not a direct sequel, but yeah, that's what I've heard is that it, it because Halloween went on for several films. Halloween yeah, has... Well, because basically um, this one, uh, th- how this one goes is it makes it seem that all of them after the first Halloween film in 1978, non-canon. Ah, okay. And then, then in that case, then yeah, that makes sense. Uh, has anyone seen the Mission Impossible uh, yes and no. Um, I I saw I saw him as a kid and I saw Fallout recently, like when it came out. But other than that, no. Nathan, did you? Had you yeah, seen? Yeah, but not not all of them. Okay. Uh, what about the Oceans movies? Has anyone seen the Oceans movies? Damn. All right. Yeah, I think that's all I got, bro. Uh, I think technically, Mean Streets by Martin Scorsese is a sequel. So I don't know if anyone's seen that, but that's cool. It's a sequel to what? Uh, Scorsese's first movie, uh, like someone's knocking at my door or something like that. Mm. Okay. I I do have a sequel. It's not exactly a movie, but it makes it feel feel like a movie. Red Dead Redemption Two. <laughs> oh, I, I think there's a video game. Isn't it, it is a video game, but it makes it feel like a movie, dude. Like the way it feels, it literally just feels like a movie. <laughs> so I, I gotta count that. I have to count that. Can't let All that right. go under the radar. All right. I think that's going to be it from us. Because, uh, yeah, those are the only sequels I can think of. I know. Uh, hold on one second. I want to I want to find this one so I can piss Nick off. I'm just going right. to say this. Um, yeah. Is this the next um, one? No. 89. 84. Yeah. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Definitely oh better than Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely better. The two star difference. <laughs> You're Definitely psyched. better. Yeah, it's gonna be. Whenever I see it, I know it'll be better. <laughs> Do you see my face right now? 
<laughs> Do you see the curls on my forehead? <laughs> Sorry, Raiders sucked. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, bad take. We, we bad. all have them. We all have them. All right, so... Is that going to be it for us, guys? I think that's it. You are now listening to Film Code. Stop program. It is time for Jeremy's code word. Uh, was his code word this week. His clues, his code word was ball. Uh, his clues were that it, the movie took place between uh, 1995 and 2000 and that it would star someone who was a part of the Expendables. Uh, Brandon, I'll let you go last since you, you pretty much just got all that information today. <laughs> I literally got it five minutes before we went live. Right, right. So, uh, Nick, kick us off. What do you think is Jeremy's code word? Uh, I'm a bad person to kick it off because I actually have no guess at all. So I spent like half an hour researching and I just... <laughs> <laughs> so no guess at all? No guess at all. All right. Nathan, what do you got? Not confident in my selection because I spent... Uh, a lot of time researching as well. Not really sure where a ball plays into any of this, but uh, it fits everything else. So, um, what are you doing? <laughs> so, um, I went with 2000 Snatch by Guy Ritchie. Not really sure where, not really sure where a ball plays into that, but um, it stars Jason Statham, who is in The Expendables, which was part of his clues so I got two out of three again not too confident but when I was looking through everything else couldn't find anything nice I too was like it's got to be snatch even though I haven't seen snatch so I was like maybe there's a ball in there somewhere I don't is that know. what you guessed that is not what I guessed uh okay. I, so I still have hope yeah so uh I went with a movie that was also I believe in 2000 um, as, as we know, Jeremy is not known for picking the most critically acclaimed films when he does his code word. So with that, I also went with Jason Statham, uh, in this, uh, movie that I think is God awful and got no love. And I think has like a one, two on Letterboxd, uh, <laughs> is a movie called, uh, Turn It Up. That's... It also stars Ja Rule. That lets you know how bad it, of a movie it is. Uh, I got ball because I figured it was like a synonym. You know, when we ball, we turn up, I guess. That's where I went with it. So my my guess was turn it up. Uh, Jason Statham and Ja Rule. All right, Brandon. I, I'm going to go to, I'm gonna have to go with Snatch because looking at the photos from this, these guys look like ballers. <laughs> That's, that's what I'm going off of. That's literally what I'm going to go off of. So these guys look like ballers. That the ball, I'm going to have to go with Snatch as well. Yeah, that 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 would have been the best choice, I feel. I don't know. I'm going to watch Snatch and see if there's actually a ball in it. Probably not. Uh, I got to add that to my watch list. But 
he sent it to me, so I will deliver the news to everyone. Uh, the movie here, actually, I don't know what year the movie came out. Let me. It's not it's Snatch. Snatch. <laughs> well, I mean, I know it's in that time period, but I don't know. But it's not time. Snatch. <laughs> yeah, no, time, uh, Snatch came out in 2000. Uh, this movie came out in, let me get it, 1996. <laughs> uh, the Expendables cast member that he was referring to. Uh, I want, I, I don't want anyone to be upset, but uh, <laughs> he was not referring to the first Expendables. He was referring to the Expendables franchise, and this person appeared in the, I think, second Expendables movie. These rules aren't fair. Yeah. <laughs> and that person is Wesley Snipes. The movie is from 1996, and it is called The Fan. It also stars Robert De Niro. That is Jeremy's code word again. Like it's, like we said, not the most critically acclaimed film. So when Jeremy does his code word, man, you really gotta you really gotta do some deep research. <laughs> but yeah, 1996, the fan. It has a two seven <laughs> on Uh But yeah, that is that was Jeremy's code word this week has anybody seen the fan at no. all what do you, what do you think yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah it was a that was a that was a tough one that was a tough one not gonna lie <laughs> all right but at least now we all know that uh snatch is on our list and uh yeah we will definitely be checking that out uh all right so i guess it's now my turn yes for the code word okie dokie all Take right away, yes your code word is foreign all right uh are you, are you relating to a foreign film or if there's somebody foreign in the film? We'll have that to see what the clues are. <laughs> All right. So your code word is foreign. Your clues are it is a movie that takes place between 2000 and 2005. Thank so, God. A movie this century. Yes, it is this century. There it is. And your other clue is it is a predominantly female cast. White chicks. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, I don't, I, okay, whatever. Uh, yes, uh, predominantly female cast, 2000 to 2005. Your code word is foreign. And I'll give you one more. Uh, your star is your star had a movie that came out this year there we go okay yeah so, yeah so there we go 
Foreign, 2000-2005, female-fronted cast, and your star had a movie that was dropped this year. All right. That should be good. Eh, yeah, I think that's good. I think those are pretty solid clues. All right. Best of luck to you, gentlemen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to round out, out of here. Brandon, let everybody know where they can find you. You guys can find me at F-A-N-T-A-S-M-I-C Ears on Twitter. That's Fantasmic Ears. I talk cinema. I talk this, uh, YouTube stuff. I talk Disney stuff. So if you guys want to check me out, check me out. I'm also Fantasmic Ears on Letterboxd. I hardly ever use it, but if you guys want to check me out over there, just shoot me a follow. I'll follow back. So, yeah. How do you not use Letterboxd? Uh, I, I rank my movies, but I don't log my films. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, but um, thanks again for having me on, guys. It's been a lot of fun. Um, it's just always great to come on here and just talk movies to you guys and cut up. So, yeah, thanks for another great episode. No problem, man. Thanks again. All right, Nick, where can everybody find you? Uh, like I mentioned earlier in the show, you can find me on Letterboxd at Nick Spain. Uh, Spain with an E on the end, like the country. Um, Hot Take Central over here. <laughs> we just finished our Wes Anderson marathon watching aliens sometime this week watching first man sometime this week finishing up damien chazelle and then we're get started on fincher so watch come over follow me follow nathan we'll be watching the same stuff all right nathan where can everybody find you yep you can follow me on letterbox at nathan pig got a little lightning symbol next to my name that's how you know you got the right guy uh, got a lot of a lot of hot takes as well because Nick and I normally agree on the same thing. Um, yeah, also follow the show over on Twitter at Film Code Pod. Got a lot of great content over there trying to interact with you guys. There's also ways you can get shouted out on the show. Uh, we weren't able to do that today because we didn't get enough interactions, but interact with us over there. We'd be happy to do that for you. So good show this week and you know, looking forward to hopefully seeing a, a 2020 release in theaters that I actually enjoy. <laughs> all right and my name is phoenix cloud and you guys can find me on uh letterbox under pa cloud you can also find me on twitter at imho reviews one that's the number one and like nathan said please follow the show on twitter at film code pod we will see you guys next week thanks so much and we're out of here peace bye everyone all right